Welcome back to my podcast. What's digital got to do with it? In the next few episodes, you're going to hear about some of the work around the digital and blended learning champion project within Hotwood Hall College and the other colleges within Greater Manchester. Happy listening. Okie dokie, welcome back to the 2021-2022 season of my podcast, What Has Digital Got To Do With It? So it's really great to be back, it's really, really great to be talking to the staff in and around Hotwood Hall College, talking about what they've been doing with EdTech and digital tools and platforms in their practice this academic year. So I'm really, really happy to be joined by David Bird, who is a tutor with us at Hotwood Hall College. David, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm, I'm Dave Bird and um, I teach uh, multi-skills construction. So that involves five trade areas of construction. And uh, our learners are predominantly um, sort of challenging learners, if you like. So they have, they have special needs, they have uh, ADHD and ASD, things like this. So we have quite a few barriers to overcome, um, but we make good progress, yeah. Yeah, thanks, David. So, is it Dave or David? Dave? Dave, Dave. is fine, yeah. <laughs> so the focus of the interview this morning is to talk about uh, Dave's work with the platform that is Napod. So some of you will already know about Napod. So Napod is um, a slide-based interactive digital platform that can be used to deliver sessions that are face-to-face, it can be used to deliver sessions that are being delivered remotely, and it can also be used to have learners working independently mm. on student-paced Napods, as they refer to it. So is there anything else you'd like to tell me about what, what Napod is for you? Yeah, I find that, um, like, like, like I said earlier, that you know our learners can be quite challenging. Mm. They don't really, they've had past really kind of uh, negative experiences of school. They don't, they don't like theory-based sessions very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get them using Nearpod, I find really engages them. They're really enthusiastic about learning um, and they make good progress, which mm-hmm. is what I want to see. So mm-hmm. um, I'm finding it, you know, very, very useful. Yeah. So if you want to tell me a bit more about yeah. an example of like a, a, a session or yeah. a... Um, a series yeah. of sessions where you have used Napod and and, mm. and how you've used it yeah. with your learners. Okay, yeah. So um, I've used it. Um, the, the kind of good thing about it is you can include a variety of uh, different activities, and you can you can um, adjust the pace of the lesson to suit the needs of the learners, um, which keeps them on the toes. Um, and they really do engage well in it. Like I say, mm-hmm. things like um, matching pairs where you've got like a picture and they've got to match it with a word or the first two letters of a word. Yeah. That kind of dual coding yeah. is really good for for them. Yeah. You know, the dual coding is, is, is massive in their kind of um, pedagogy, if you like. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it, it really has an impact on learning. Mm-hmm. Things like the draw it activity where you, you tell them, uh, I've been, mean, for example, getting them to draw me safety signs. So what's the what's the shape and colour of a mandatory sign, mm-hmm. you've got 10 seconds to draw it, they can't wait to, to draw it for me. And yeah. I can see him really thinking about it. 
So it's that retrieval practice, yeah. that interleaving, which is really important yeah. to reinforce prior learning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the memory test as well, again, it reinforces prior learning and they love it. And it's a, it's then a different activity and they've got another time limit. Um, things like the quiz, there's a, a real competitive nature to mm-hmm. that. I give a little prize as well and they can see the progress going up on this board. Um, and they're all engaged and they all want to win and mm-hmm. they're having a bit of a little bit of banter if you like as yeah. well along the way um also what I, what, I, what I use quite a lot is the collaborate board where they yeah. can bring ideas to the fore and we can discuss people people's ideas up on the screen um and then ask like a hinge point question at the yeah. end to to sort of um step kind of step the learning up and kind of squeeze every little bit of learning as we can out of them and yeah. introduce them to the next steps, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the kind of next goal. Um, and, you know, I always touch base with my learners. I think that learners are the best offset inspectors ever. Uh, <laughs> and you can tell if they've enjoyed a lesson, you can tell if they've made progress. And I ask them regularly and they, you know, 100% of my learners prefer Neopod-based lessons. Um, so um, that's... the you know the, the kind of proof is in the pudding yeah um and i then break it down into well which activities do you like the most which activities do you think you learn the most from mm-hmm. uh, because we don't want to be doing it as a gimmick we don't want to do it because i love clicking on the absolutely image we want it to have impact and you know i'm asking them what what which one of these activities do you think is the most impactful and they will tell me yeah so in terms of that metacognition you know yeah. and their involvement in their own development it's yeah. fantastic yeah I mean, what you just said there, Dave, you know, mm. all that is, is absolutely golden. And sort of coming back to your point around, mm. we don't want digital tools and technology to no. be gimmicky. We don't also, we also don't want to be led by the tool. We want to be led no. by that pedagogy and sort of mm. how you've explained sort of some of the activities and what you can do within that <clears> platform mm. really does enhance mm. that learning experience. And sort of that's what you know that that's kind of like the golden mm. sort of nugget when we're looking at technology how it can be implemented mm. into the classroom into a scheme of learning and, and what benefit the learners are actually getting mm. from that and you know in, in a lot of ways it's also how something is implemented in the classroom and how that teacher is using it and really mm. enthusiastic about it and really knowledgeable knowledgeable about it yeah. as well not only about the platform but about the pedagogical ideas that mm. sort of backing up the content and the activities that you can actually do. Mm. Um, so moving on slightly, uh, you know, what you've just said already is just absolutely brilliant and, and, and what a, what an accolade for Napod and for the platform, mm. but what an accolade for, for staff who can, you know, who are either using it or thinking about using it and thinking what it could bring to the lesson. Do you think Napod is something that can be used across different curriculum areas and adapted to different learners and different subjects? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of transferable things. You know, right. I teach sort of five different subjects, if you like. Yeah, but, in a school, yeah. yeah. As, a, as, a, as a classroom teacher in a school, and I could apply that to, you know, maths, English, whatever, whatever yeah. lesson you would like. And there's always a bank there that you can dip into look at other people's ideas yeah you know i can share my ideas and, and, and share neopod presentations with other colleagues um which which i'm in the process of doing yeah um and again it's, it's so useful in terms of the time taken for planning because for me to plan a lesson 
takes a long, long time if we've got to laminate cards and do it the kind of old-fashioned way. But with Neopod, it cuts my planning time um, down to a half, mm -hmm. um, in half. Um, it's, That's brilliant. So, I was yeah. going to ask you about mm -hmm. that, about the time. And, you know, some of this, you know, some of these sort of common um, teacher problems, if you mm -hmm. like, and some common sort of like um, teaching, learning and assessment workflows. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact that it does cut down on planning time, mm. you're able to collaborate with other members of staff in this college mm. and in the wider world of education. Mm. And, and that kind of does go internationally as mm. well. So, you know, you've got that, you, you, you've just got all them things sort of sat on your doorstep. Mm. You can sort of pick and choose um, mm. what you want to use. What I, what I was also going to ask you about, again, another common sort of uh, workflow in the world of education is around assessment mm. and how do you find it when you're sort of thinking about formally uh, formative assessment in your yeah. classroom? Have you been using it for that? Is it been a good tool to use for that specific workflow? Yeah, that, that's my next step in my progress right. is to, you know, um, it wasn't like an area for improvement for me to to address formative assessment mm -hmm. as a formal formative assessment. I've yeah. produced these worksheets which I'm now rethinking and I'm I'm restructuring activities to to capture, you know, that um assessment and to use as a as a, a really sort of valid assessment tool. Yeah. Um and it shows really good evidence, doesn't it, of assessment if you can get Absolutely. it if it's set up in the right way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's assessment as well as you know questioning for um, challenge for you know to sort of challenge Absolutely. our people. Yeah, and thinking about some of the other maybe areas for improvement sort of going on around mm. the college, and I'm sure this is true for other college mm. when we're thinking about improving processes in classrooms and what teachers do mm. and what people do well and what people could improve on. For me, I think NAPOD does form the structure of like a, a whole session and a whole series mm. of sessions. Is it something you feel that does address the challenge for some staff of creating effective plenary sessions as well with, within a within a within a teaching session? Yeah. And what kind of things within the platform would you use to create an effective plenary session at the end? Yeah, because I think I think the good thing about the activities are each one you could use as a mini plenary yeah. or learning review. Yeah. You know, um, and, and you're checking that learning. So you're not, you, I suppose, you, the, the kind of main thing is you're setting a high expectation and you're using the activities to scaffold and support along the way. You're setting this this, this high level goal and, um, you know, the, the, the activities, you know, chosen correct you know chosen the right way and put together yeah. in the right way mm -hmm. scaffold and support those words to achieve that high expectation yeah and within that you're kind of testing all the time aren't you with each one of these activities i'm testing what kind of response am i getting i can see it on the screen if i can do it well is it too easy am i not stretching them enough yeah. or i've got the level of challenge just right so i think it's important that i'm constantly checking and challenging mm -hmm. to keep them on the toes with that level of challenge yeah because that's what it's all about and then i know i'm i'm, made, I'm maximizing that impact yeah yeah um just to sort of talk about using nearpod as mm. a tool to promote independent learning as well mm. is the student paced element something you have used on the platform at this, at this point where you've created a nearpod but published it so learners can do it in their own time rather than it being part of an interactive sort of classroom session yes yeah where i've had learners that haven't been able to attend i've had one or two learners off with covid of course yeah. 
So what I've done is I've set up an AirPod for I think 30 days um, with a code and I've yeah. given the code out and students are all aware of how to log, they can use the phone, it's so flexible. Yeah. They can log on on holiday or wherever yeah. they are in the world, they can, <laughs> they can do that, they've got no excuses. Um, and they do do it, they do they do log on to it and do it and then they can keep up, they can maintain pace with the rest yeah. of the class even through through COVID and that's, yeah. that COVID's taught us a lot hasn't it? About it I as mean well. it has taught us mm. so much about what what how we can adapt what mm. we do in college but how that can be sort of placed different used differently so we can use it for learners mm. who can't actually be here just going on mm. that point about that flexibility of the platform and about sort of the ease of use of it mm. so obviously you can do it in I've seen you deliver a lesson where you've not actually used a mobile device for mm. learners, they've actually just used Napod in a browser, yes. which works just as beautifully mm. as but as it does in mm. a like a mobile app. But mm. I think the point I'm trying to make is that it can be used on different devices. It doesn't necessarily mm. some people unfortunately think and I think that that, that mindset's changing how people are mm. understanding these platforms more that you don't actually have to rely on Wi Fi necessarily. Mm because you can use it in a browser when they're logged on college computers, yes. but they can also use it on a mobile device, on the mobile app, on the mm. browser, on the mobile phone, yeah. tablet. It can be transferred, and like you said, it can be done either in on the college premises mm. or it can be done live outside of the college premises mm. or student-paced outside of the college premises as well. Mm. So that flexibility and adaptability, mm. for me, when a teacher's thinking about a platform to use, this is something that, you know, to be considered. And another question I just wanted to ask you again about ease of use and flexibility. Is it something you feel like was easy to pick up and easy to use sort of going forward in terms of like you learning the platform yourself and just sort of figuring out what to do with it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not particularly um, IT savvy if, if, if you want to, um... See it like that, but, um, but I found it really easy to use. I found it really straightforward, really user friendly. Yeah. I'm the sort of person who learns by trying it out. Yeah. And looking, looking to see. Yeah. Where you know, um, kind of what 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 the kind of best way forward is. Um, but um, yeah, I found, I found it really easy, really user friendly, and I'd, I'd recommend it to to anybody. You know what I mean? I think most people just that by having a go at it yeah. would would find a way around it. Um. I'm just thinking now, sort of coming towards the end of our interview, which is just, it's been so rich and, you know, such, such lovely things you've said about your learners and what you do in your classroom mm. and how you've used the piece of technology, but not been led by it. You've really no. sort of, you know, looked at the pedagogy mm. and what you can do with your learners and how that fits in around them, which is great. I just wanted to ask, like I do with sort of other platforms, because maybe well, there's usually always mm. something. Is there anything that's maybe not worked so well, or something, anything you not necessarily don't like about the platform, but you maybe you know, any changes, anything different, anything you would add? Um, there are some activities that I like that I've got ideas for um, yeah. that I would that I've got in the form of a card game that I would like that I know could go on the screen, and I know that there's. You can get in touch with me and go look mm -hmm. at that for you can feed into it um, and that's the kind of next step for me yeah um, the only other thing that i kind of i'm watching out for in terms of my own practice is i don't want to overdo me a pod i yeah. think you need to give your learners a mixed menu um, i don't want them becoming bored with it or taking it for granted so yeah. i'm looking at you know I, I want to limit it in some ways but use it where it's where it's needed yeah 
Yeah, no, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I think you've already said this, a million dollar question, is it something you recommend? I think the answer is, of course. I'd recommend it to anybody. <laughs> and I, have, I have done and I've recommended it to you know people in other fields, you know yeah. what I mean, in, in, in industry yeah. as well, and it's being used there. Yeah. Uh, which well, is just so. amazing that it's so transferable yeah. um but yeah no david absolutely absolutely brilliant interview thank you very much so that's uh, dave bird who teaches multi-skills construction so mm. basically five different subject areas sort of within yes, that yeah. within that field um using napod with his learners at hotwood all college so thanks very much for listening thank you david Thank, Thank you, you Helen. Thank you. So there you have it. That's an account from David Bird, lecturer in construction and multi-skills at Hotwoodall College. What an interesting perspective and roundup on the use of Napod and the impact it, it has had on his practice and on his learners. See you next time.